Hello and welcome to our podcast debut. Our names are Joseph Solentano and Sean Ferguson. For our debut, we will be talking about the nationwide controversial topic, marijuana. Our driving question for today is, is marijuana a useful, a useful tool for those who need it, and should it be legalized nationwide? We picked these questions because they go hand in hand, and marijuana has been the topic of debate throughout our country for decades. For example, only 11 states have legalized marijuana re- recreationally, and 33 states have legalized marijuana medicinally, which shows our country is still torn over this topic. Now let's dive right into it. For the first part of the podcast, we will address the question, is marijuana a useful drug for those who need it? Let's start at the most basic part, what is medical marijuana and marijuana in general? Medical marijuana uses the marijuana plant or chemicals in it to treat diseases or conditions. It's basically the same product as recreational marijuana, but it's taken for medical purposes. The marijuana plant contains more than 100 different chemicals called cannabinoids, and the main two aspects of marijuana that we talk about are THC and CBD. Each one has a different effect on the body. Delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, and cannabinol, CBD, are the main chemicals used in medicine. THC differs from CBD because THC is psychoactive, meaning it produces the high people feel when they smoke marijuana or eat foods containing it. Marijuana laws are changing at a rapid pace across all 50 states. Right now, marijuana is legal in 11 states for adults over the age of 21 and legal for medical use in 33 states, as stated above. We just briefly mentioned that there are different ways to consume marijuana, and now we will explain the different ways to help you further understand. There are dozens of ways to consume cannabis. Each method of consumption has its own benefits, depending on your reason for usage. The main ways to consume are smoking, vaping, eating, and drinking. Smoking and vaping allow the user to feel almost immediate effects of the chemicals in marijuana, and it allows the user to estimate what the immediate effects are. On the other hand, through eating and drinking, it is harder to estimate how much marijuana you are consuming. Edibles affect the user much slower because the chemicals need to digest in the body, and the body needs time to process it in order to feel the full effect. Edibles also take into effect the size and weight of the user, as well as the tolerance level. Therefore, it is hard for the doctors to estimate the perfect dosage So that is why most doctors today are testing edibles constantly in the labs to determine the exact quantity to prescribe. However, both edibles and smoking provide a commonality in the sense that they both provide the same benefits to the user. Some of these benefits consist of alleviating, but not curing, an incredible number of diseases. However, edibles can be more beneficial to the user because, as we all know, smoking can cause harm to the body. For example, it can cause heart disease and cardiovascular disease. Medical marijuana has been used for medicine throughout history, from as early as ancient China and Egypt to today all over the world. Medical marijuana has more positive effects than negative. It helps with epilepsy, insomnia, patients, and veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and depression. In the primitive tribes of South Africa, India, and Africa, it is used for religious and ceremonial, and also some medical purposes. For instance, the Africans' mine mine workers use it easing the drudgery of their work, while the Jamaicans used it in evenings to ease or relieve their fatigue. The ancient Persians, Greeks, East Indians, Assyrians, and Romans used marijuana as the drug for controlling reducing muscle spasms, treating indigestion, and the reduction of pain.
It is also argued that marijuana offers a mild and moderate way of relaxing, unlike alcohol, which has some vices associated with it, such as frequent urination, nausea, and at times of vomiting, especially when the individual has not taken food or drinking. After personal observations done by many people, it is said that marijuana can be a good choice of drug because it is relatively low dependence liability and it is a little bit easier to control its side effects compared to other drugs. It is believed that most of marijuana users, users mainly develop tolerance to the drug side effects and those who do not then stop using the drug with an immediate effect. We will go into greater detail about the benefits and drawbacks of marijuana in our interview with Dr. Monty Fisher. Before we talk about the legalization of marijuana, let's finish up by answering the first aspect of our driving question, is marijuana a useful tool for those who need it? Let's bring up our interview with Dr. Monty Fisher, who is a holistic medicine practitioner, and he's been prescribing marijuana to his patients for 14 years, since 2005. He will be answering the question, in your opinion, how does marijuana provide support to its users? What are the benefit, benefits it brings to the table? What are the harms? Well, one of the major things that uh, has, has uh, struck me in this uh, process is how many conditions cannabis can alleviate. Um, with the exception of a few, like epilepsy and migraines and maybe certain cancers. Uh, I don't know that cannabis cures that many diseases, but it alleviates an incredible number of diseases. And I think you may have gotten a list of Todd McUria's uh, diagnosis that he treated during his practice period. Right, yeah. Um, I, I know you're, you're definitely pro-cannabis. of marijuana as well as the history of the drug now let's dive into the state-by-state legalization over this drug considering the past century we interviewed jeremy who works for the office of cannabis in san francisco and in this interview jeremy is answering our question what is the history of the legalization of marijuana specifically in california uh state-by-state prohibition of cannabis started in the early 20th century culminating in the marijuana tax act of 1937. Uh, Fast forward to 1971, that's when the Nixon administration declared the war on drugs, uh, when they promulgated the Controlled Substances Act. Uh, That act has uh, several schedules of different drugs, cannabis being a Schedule I substance, uh, not having an accepted medical treatment in the eyes of the federal government. Uh, As far as 
legalization of cannabis. Uh, fast forward to the 90s when Proposition P was passed, P as in Peter, uh, locally asking for the Board of Supervisors to take some legalization action. Uh, and then Prop 215, the Compassionate Use Act of 1996, legalized the medical cannabis framework. That's how uh, medical cannabis dispensaries are operating currently. What it didn't legalize was a supply chain. So if you're a medical patient, you could get your uh, medicine, but it was unclear where that medicine came from because the cultivators and manufacturers weren't legalized. Uh, it wasn't until Proposition 64 passed in 2016 uh, that legalized adult-use cannabis passed by 74% of San Francisco voters that consolidated, took together both the medical framework and the adult-use framework and, and put it under one regulatory framework. Um, so what that looks like means that there are there's a dual licensing framework in California where folks have to secure their local permit. Um, so whether it's retail, delivery, supply chain, such as cultivation, manufacturing, lab testing, distribution, um, folks needed both their local permit and state license uh, to operate. Um, and that very, very broadly gets us to where we are today, shortly after the Office of Cannabis was established and now we permit the commercial cannabis industry. Another question that Jeremy answered that refers back to the previous question we asked of him of the history of the legalization of marijuana is why is California so far advanced in the legalization of marijuana compared to other states? Or in other words, why do some states still classify marijuana as an illegal drug? Uh, yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, uh, I think there's a lot of variables in there, but one variable is that California certainly has had a cannabis culture. Uh, for a very long time, it sounds like you go to St. Ignatius, you're familiar mm -hmm. with Haight-Ashbury, maybe the yeah. Summer of Love in the 60s, um, so it's probably that culture which helped to accelerate the legalization movement. Alright, uh, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you I, might also have an eye so. towards uh, the AIDS epidemic in the 90s, um, and that's where a lot of uh, cannabis' medical use started to be used okay. to treat and For the last segment of this podcast, we're going to talk about our personal opinions on the matter, why marijuana should be legal or illegal. Joe will be talking about why it should be legal, and I will be talking about the contrary. In conclusion, marijuana is a very useful drug and should be legalized. The legalization of marijuana will help out our economy and create hundreds of jobs for Americans. The positives outweigh the negatives. Legalizing marijuana has the potential to give our economy a huge boost and could make America strong as ever. It can be used to cure diseases and help with other medical conditions. People are going to use this drug if it is legal or not. Marijuana is the most commonly used illegal drug, and I believe marijuana should be legal in all 50 states because people are battling with illness and disorders that can potentially lead to serious and damage their li in their lives. It can be used to substitute uh, many things that could help save our environment and air. Crime and violence would decrease tremendously, while many people uh, think marijuana is an unhealthy drug. I believe that it is a way to help society and help those who need it. In conclusion, I think marijuana should be illegal. Starting out, marijuana is a dangerous drug and it should be illegal nationwide. There is no benefit of using marijuana recreationally other than feeling that so-called high, and it shouldn't be condemned legal, legal for medical practices either. The only use of marijuana medically is that it 
It alleviates the stresses and pains of the user. But there are countless other drugs for the doctor to prescribe that are much safer. Smoking marijuana, which is the most common, can cause even more problems to the body, as I said earlier. Smoking can cause heart disease and cardiovascular disease. An argument can be made that edibles are the easy solution. However, it is very hard to prescribe edibles to patients because each edible is different. There can be more marijuana in the edible, and once you eat it, it is very hard to get it out of your system until that high is over. In other words, each edible has its own level of potency, which can cause huge harms to the user if they take too much. Also, one might argue that there has been not a single death uh, from marijuana. However, smoking, again, can lead to death, and the more you smoke this drug, the more harm it will have on your body. Marijuana is most commonly prescribed to people dealing with psychosis, which is a severe mental disorder in which thoughts and emotions are so impaired that that contact is lost with the external reality. However, in some cases, people with psychosis that use marijuana can have their disorder worsen, which shows that that marijuana is not very useful and there are many other possibilities. Lastly, marijuana is easily attainable to adolescents and teenagers. And since marijuana is a psychoactive drug, it can have harms on the developing brain. However, Dr. Fisher has a unique perspective on this view and will now talk about his ideas. Unfortunately, because of federal prohibition, we don't have a whole lot of data on uh, changes to the developing brain. There is some anecdotal data, and certainly any drugs that are psychoactive at a young age can have effects on the developing brain and should probably be limited to only medical necessity. Um, As far as gateway drugs, the true gateway drugs are caffeine, nicotine and cigarettes, and uh, alcohol. Um, Cannabis, uh, luckily, does not induce much This wraps up our podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation and hopefully you learned about the uses, history, and components of marijuana.